You're listening to Signal to Noise, part of the ProSound Web Podcast Network, proudly brought to you this week by the following sponsors. Allen and Heath, introducing their new CQ series, a trio of compact digital mixers for musicians, bands, audio engineers, home producers, small venues, and installers that puts ease of use and speed of setup at the heart of the user experience. RCF, who has just unveiled their new TT Plus audio brand, including the high-performance GTX series line arrays and the GTS 29 subwoofer. Be sure to check it out at rcf-usa.com. That's rcf-usa.com. I wish I could break free Back to where I'm supposed to be I wish I could break What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Signal and Noise. I'm your one of your co-hosts, Andy Levis. With me is my buddy Sean Walker. What up, Sean? Sub dog. So uh, you, you've been you've been flying around a lot. I believe you've got some war stories from Nam. Okay, I should rephrase that. That maybe is not the most sensitive phrase. You've got some stories from uh, coming back from Nam last week. Is that, that I do? I do. Yeah, that's uh, some, how it, some interesting, some not so interesting. But there's, yeah, there's in, stories. In, yeah, and like you, like literally, pretty much just landed from from the flight in, yeah. Just, yeah, it was an early flight, but yeah, we I just got here like thirty minutes ago, and then you were like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" I was like, "Well, I was, you know, gonna take a nap, but I guess I'll log on." Yeah, hey, the best episodes are, are when at least one of us is completely overtired and has no filter on at all. So here there we I go, am. no filter. Uh, cool. So because I'm filtered, how- I'm so filtered usually. You know what I mean? I've right, you're <laughs> <grading> on <out> a <of> curve. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's Monday today. Like, uh, how long were you out there? Uh, five-ish days. I got there Wednesday and just got back this morning. So however many days right. it is, I'm too smushed to be able to tell. So I'm guessing like half of our listeners know what Nam is. Have been there. A chunk of them. Have, my math is going to be great today. <laughs> A chunk of them vaguely know what it is, but have never been. And then some probably have no idea what we're talking about and want to know why we're talking about a war from. You know, decades and decades ago. So, why don't you give right. us the quick highlight round of t- for the folks who don't know what is Nam? What's it like? Sure, man. The short version is it's a gear trade show for you know audio and music folks. The long version is that it's the National Association of Music Makers, and basically, it's where all the manufacturers and vendors go to try to sling their wares to the people that buy them, and then all the people that have artist deals go and perform their performances so that they can fulfill their contracts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds about right. That's you know. I came this close to getting to mix a group for perform. Getting having. I'm not sure which way to put that. There was brief Depends discussion. Depends on what stage you're on. <laughs> yeah. There was a brief discussion about uh, possibly going for for uh, a mic manufacturer. I have a friend at years ago, and I was both disappointed it didn't happen and really fucking relieved it didn't happen because that seems like a high pressure gig. It totally is, dude. It's totally yeah. a high pressure gig, and Just I audience audience full of musicians and fellow sound people. Yeah, dude, and you don't know who's in the audience until you start looking around, and you're like, "Oh, there's so and so. Oh shit, there's so and so. Oh, there's so and so." You know what I mean? And you're like, yep. people that you wouldn't necessarily even think would be at a show. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was crazy, and. You know, I don't know half those freaking people. I'm not trying to say like, oh, so and so, and so, but just like as you're as you're standing in front of house, and I wasn't mixing, but it, you know, some some other people were. But you're looking around, going, oh man, look, there's that dude who mixes for so and so. Oh man, there's that recording engineer that has a bunch of Grammys, and oh look, there's this manufacturer rep. Or, oh, is this person from such and such? And you know, it's just like the who's yeah. who of the industry are hanging out, and so there's you know, no pressure to make your mix sound good, even if you weren't already stressed out about doing it on some half baked PA concoction that was put together haphazardly by a lighting company. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and like in and again, not having done it, but have it, we both have enough, you know, friends and acquaintances who have that it's pretty much always a you're fl- it's not like you're getting like hours to do a sound check and make it sound perfect for, you know, this demo. It's like you're in front of an like probably the most judgy industry insider audience you could be with like minimal sound check if at all. I know like some of the console 2, demos thousand yeah, it's percent, like, dude. Yeah. Like I, I I think I remember Leo talking last year about doing a demo, I think on the Ravage and pretty much line check and go. Yeah, dude. So like props to any of you out there listening who who have done it this year or in the past. Like y'all are rock stars for even being willing to do it. Dude, for um, sure. I heard a I bunch mean, of what? different stages while we were there and a bunch of different artists and we speaking of like the Ravage and line check and go. I 
wandered into the Lindsey Sterling show that Sage was mixing, and dude, what a banging show that was! That was killer. Yeah, and which what was that for? That was for Yamaha, or yeah, that was on the Yamaha stage. And all right, like looking at the PA the day before, I was like, hmm, choices were made. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it but it's cool. It was enough PA. It was a, it was a big old stage. And then we got there for the show because you can hear sound check from wherever you're wandering around and right. It's a, just a convention center with a bunch of hotels around it. So the whole thing echoes like a freaking timpani drum, you know? So you're listening to sound check because it's just rumbles and snare hits and you can't really tell what's going on when you're inside the show. But when you get at the, the convention, not the concert, right? Mm-hmm. You come to the concert and it's freaking killer, dude. Her mix was banging. Like That's awesome. Freaking, the show started off and it was like, you know, kick and some other effects, or whatever. And we're all kind of like nodding, going, okay, great, great. And then her snare drum comes in. First time he hits that snare drum, sounds like a giant fucking cannon goes off. And Wayne, Paulie, and I high five each other, turn around, Wayne high fives her. And we were like, yeah, it's on, dude. Nice. <laughs> Just nice. Rip it, dude. It was killer. Well, it was awesome super killer. Sage. <laughs> and the, uh, those of you who are in the Discord know Sage is a semi regular in, in our signal noise Discord. And I have not had the pleasure of hearing Sage mix or, or meeting Sage yet, but I know I've heard every every single thing I've heard about every show she's mixed has been like that. So it was power killer, to dude. you for kicking some ass there, um, dude. Killer. And I I didn't know her at the time with the when yeah. the show was happening. I you know I had never met her before, and uh, I was like, dude, I gotta I gotta figure out how to like say hi so I can figure out what she's doing with that snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know me, I'm always trying to cop those tricks, right? Like, yep, yep. <laughs> call, calling you and Ryan, everybody else I know, like, hey man, hey, man, how do I level this up? How does this sound better, you know? Yep. So I, I ended up, uh, some other people from the Discord call, I made a, a a meeting where I, I met up with those guys later, and I was able to, like, pick her brain, and she was like, you know, man, I wish I had some great tricks for you, but really, I just didn't fuck it up, and I turned it up, and I was like... <laughs> Well, it sounded great, dude, but I was hoping for some, like, juicy tips, you know? <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." well, I mean, I just, you know, kicked some ass, and it was good, it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, just get, get, get a good drum, put the mic in the place that sounds good, and turn it yeah, up. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but yeah, she that's... ended up being super cool. I, you know, we hung out for a little bit before she had to go. It was, it was rad, dude. Awesome. So it was cool to, like, meet new people that are totally rad at their job and rad people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I saw those photos coming in from that that uh, semi impromptu uh, signal noise meetup, and and was jealous that I was stuck here in New York working, but got got to pay those bills. Yeah, we missed you for sure, yeah. dude. For sure, that's what you it, say it, now. We, no, no, I mean I, I missed you at the time. Like, <laughs> you know, they they were stuck with me, bro. <laughs> like, Fair enough. They missed Fair you, enough. bro. They missed Sorry, you. Y'all. <laughs> that's grading on the curve in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Totally, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what were some of the other shows? So, you heard Sage makes Lindsay Sterling. Like, who else? That was, was killer. There? Uh, we uh, we'll we'll get through the shows first, I guess. Uh, yeah. Pooch mixed King's X on the new uh, RCF TT Plus GTX stuff, which was freaking stunning. Like, what awesome. a show, dude! That was killer. Same kind of thing. Like, it came out. It was freaking perfect. And I was like, I'm gonna put my console through a table saw, dude. Fuck this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, that's not how you get a, damn it. You, you know, cut on the console and two is not how you get a stronger stereo image, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. Totally. I just, you know, it was like, <laughs> just, it was one of those moments where, you know, I'm standing in front of house of the, of the riser listening with, you know, all the other guys that were listening and you just go, I'm pretty sure that dude has forgotten more about mixing in the last five <laughs> fucking minutes than I'll ever know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he, like, like, and I like interacting online. Like Wayne also just seems like a really like chill, cool dude. Is that does that hold up? Wayne. Oh, Wayne Pauly. Yeah, dude. Yeah, super cool. I I did not know him before the show and and ran gotcha. into him and dude, super cool. Cool. Ended up having chance- ended up having pizza and just shooting the breeze about stuff like. What a what a great dude and just easygoing, easygoing guy. Super super right cool. On. And it, did you get a chance to hang with Pooch at all, or you just got to watch the show and then like peace? Just got to watch the show and and all peace. Right. Just chatted chatted for two minutes while we were right before the show, and then then he went, won. He was pretty freaking busy. He was on a tight time schedule, so he yeah. like flew into soundcheck, did soundcheck dinner, banged out a freaking A plus superstar show, ripped off, collect the Pernelli Award for Mix of the Year, flew home, and I was like. 
man, that dude's a fucking ripper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how you do it. In case anybody was wondering, that is how you do NAM. You get paid to fly in. You rip out a killer show that's top flight, 1% kind of show. You collect the Parnelli Award for Mix of the Year, and you go home. There we go. There we go. The rest of us, second fiddle at that point, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I've been, I've been slowly like in between other stuff, making my way through all the, the, the Pooch and Van Druden, you know, like YouTube channel. And like, there's so much gold buried in there. I didn't even know you had a channel. I, I'm oh, yeah, to get they've on got that. the yeah the 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 two of them have like a show. That, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they did all through the pandemic. So there's like there's hours of like deep dives with the two of them into like all different subjects. Two of who? Uh, po- Pooch and Van Druden. That's the same dude. Oh, er, Raybold. Fuck. Pooch and Raybold. Pooch and Raybold. Sorry, yeah, yeah, wow, oh, yeah. I'm I'm about, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll edit that part out. He says, knowing he's yeah, not right. going to edit that part out. He's just no, going to edit like that part out. That's no. far too much work, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, Pooch and Raybald. Yeah, I'm, you're right. That is the same person. I'm. Yep. Yep. Dude, See, you know, I don't even have the excuse. I haven't flown today. Right. Totally. I, I drove round trip to Brooklyn. That's all I did. Right. That's, that's a little I mean, bit a of a sight. Visit. It's like both miles, bro. I mean, you know, you get I, you get that far. Like that's like forty each way. <laughs> Although I did have some awesome pizza, so there was that. Nice. I had some random pizza, some super random pizza, and it was delicious at like 2 a.m., right. you know what I mean? It's a 2 a.m. pizza. It's always better than it really is, you know? Oh, yeah, no, that's, I got thrown, I went to college in Boston, and there was a spot called New York Pizza near the dorm. It was not New York, and it barely qualified as pizza, but at 2 right. a.m., it was open, and we thought it was delicious. 100%. 100%. That was, that was this. We were coming back from you know, hanging out or whatever, and we're, it's like pizza open. We're like hard left into the pizza joint. Everybody get a slice. You know what I mean? And uh, it was, by anybody's standards, almost as good as Domino's. You know what I'm saying? It was almost as good as your favorite pizza in the whole wide world, Andy. You know I, 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 mean? I didn't say it was my favorite. I, I had Pauly <laughs> G's today. Like, if you want to talk about good pizza, I was out in Brooklyn and went to Pauly G's. Like, there you go. All right. I've, I've never been there, but I'll take your word for it. You don't even have to. I mean, you don't even have to have had it. Like, the dude's name is Pauly G. Like, and he's in Brooklyn. I mean. Hey, oh, hey, it's cool, man. Hey. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but speaking right, of New so, York, I didn't realize that, you know, cheeseburgers were a thing in new york like i know that there are cheeseburgers in new york i'm not talking dumb yeah. i'm just saying i didn't realize that they were like hey man we're known for our fucking cheeseburgers but i went uh to downtown disney last night to this place called black tab maybe or something right. black i don't know somebody's gonna have to web search it and make it smarter than me but i think it was called black tab and it was like you know Hand perfected in New York burgers or something, and it won a bunch of awards. And I was right. like, "Yeah, we'll see about that." Yeah, huh? Sure, sure. Took a bite, and I was like, "This is like top five cheeseburger of my life, dude." All right. See, because yeah. the other, like the the inside New York burger thing, is the chopped cheese. Do you know about this? I certainly don't. But now it's I want basically to. like the like the bastard child of a cheeseburger and a cheese stick. So they like chop up the ground beef, like mix the cheese in with it, and then like you know onions, like whatever else, and put it on a sub roll, like it were a cheese steak, but it's hamburger meat. What? Black tap burgers. Okay. Yeah, black tap. I don't actually know them, but I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to look into it. But I'm disappointed in you, Andy. I figured you knew I'm, everything. I, just ask I, you. I just, you tell us. I, that's just who I play on the internet. <laughs> it's just who I play on TV. <laughs> well, not an expert. I just play one on this podcast. <laughs> well, somebody has to. It ain't going to be me, bro. <laughs> um, any, any but it was, cool? they were delicious. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so food, we covered food. Check that off the list. <laughs> okay, check, um, check. Any any other cool shows or, or basically like Pooch and Sage's uh, showcases were, were pretty much. I mean, that's, that's about as. That's about as cool as it gets, dude. Yeah, right on. Like, you know, they were cool. The shows were killing. The right rest on. of it was wandering around talking to manufacturers who were trying to sell me gear, you know? Well, I mean, and that's like as much as, as much as like we want to knock like all the gear nerdery. That's what everybody wants to know. And everybody's out there is like, oh, what, what did everybody come out with a NAM? What's, what's new? All right, so, uh, all right I'll, I'll, I'll spill it. I, I probably shouldn't because then it's going to get me or somebody else at PSW in trouble, but I'll, I'll spill <sighs> it. So after wandering around, you know, you get, you finally get to like touch things and, you know, rather than talk to people about, oh, this is great or that's great or whatever, you touch things. And man, I was going through, cause we're, we're needing some new consoles this year. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you go through and touch a few things. And I was some of the top manufacturers that everybody knows and loves new consoles, like the faders are like cheap plasticky. And you're like, hey, man, 
you do know that console's north of a hundred grand, right? And you got plastic Oof. faders. It feels like it should be on an X thirty two. Like what's going? What gives? You know. And it ha- it wasn't until they're like very top flagship console where you're like, oh man, those yep. are like real faders. Like look at you. I only had to spend like a quarter million dollars in a console to get real faders. That's cool. And then I took a hard right turn over to SSL and was messing around with that L six fifty, their new desk, and it was the. All right. It was exactly what you would expect from SSL, which was like real faders, big cushy buttons, reactive touchscreen that worked well, and you were just like, "Well, this this is what a hundred grand feels like." Not the other thing I was just playing with. You know what I mean? All right, all right. And uh, it was the most interesting thing for me, and it's a probably a very unique perspective for me and, and a few other people that own companies is that you get a real good sense of people's customer service or what you can expect after the sale. Because the customer service, I'm not sure if you guys know, does not get better after they have your money. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, before they've got your money is as much attention as you're going to get. So if they're like, I could really care less about you with our NAM booth, they're going to not give one flying whatever I'm not supposed to say right there about Mm -hmm. you after the service, right? So it was cool to walk around, talk to different manufacturers, see what they had to say or how they presented themselves or carried themselves. And it was really cool to like get some of those interactions or you know relationships or whatever going where you're like, okay, man, I can, I can see spending my money here at these different places. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like, I'll probably have somebody's phone number to call and get service if I need it. You know, I mean, I could probably get help. You know, it was. I I didn't at the time have much experience with Alan and Heath, but when you walked in, you got greeted warmly. People knew what they were talking about. I got to chat with Samantha Potter about the AHM stuff that I'm not super hip to, but uh, had had used a few times, but I'm not an expert on kind of a thing, and she is totally an expert. And so she was able to answer all the smart questions I had and the dumb questions I had and any of the questions I had, and then some. and. Awesome. You know, like Jeff was there to chat about the other consoles and Advantis and DLive, and I got a real education about the desks, the ecosystem, and it was really cool to just finally meet those dudes because I had never, you know, I had never met them, so I just waltzed over like a fucking ding dong. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, it's nice to meet you. I uh, want to check out your stuff. You know what I mean? See what this yeah. whole thing is about." And they were super gracious and just like walked me through the whole thing and everybody knew what they were talking about, which was a first at some of those booths. Cause not everybody at, uh, all the booths at NAM know what they're talking about. You know, oftentimes yep. you get the rando person that just drew the short straw to go stand at the booth for the day. But mm-hmm. it was cool. Everybody there was great. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right and, uh, and, and I, I forget that, I forget that Samantha does that too. Cause, uh, folks may know Samantha is one of the co-hosts of the church sound podcast here on the pro sound web podcast network. Totally. And and I so, didn't know her beforehand. You know what I mean? I, I had a I had a whole bunch of firsts this this week, which was awesome. cool. And it was, you know, it was just cool to like if if I'm being real candid, to kind of learn about the backbone of what we're doing here, bro. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know a ton about the backbone of, you know, Alan and Heath and RCF and Pro Sound Web and that kind of stuff going into it and meeting all those people. I mean, I knew Tarek from RCF, obviously, right? And I'll mm-hmm. I'll get to that because that the dude's just incredible and that company's awesome too. But like it was cool to go meet the sponsors and go like, all right, man, are these people just rando sponsors mm-hmm. or like do they do they give a shit? You know what I mean? And yeah. I see why they I see why they were chosen as sponsors or why they said yes or why this is a good fit because yeah. they totally give a shit. Both Alan Heath and RCF, right? They mm-hmm. totally give a shit, which was cool. And watching them with other clients, not just me, you know what I mean? But before I had introduced myself, to watch them yeah. with other people, they totally gave a shit with them too. It wasn't something that they just put on because I was there or whatever, you know what I mean? I I don't fancy myself anything special, just that, like, you know, if they know they're paying for the podcast or whatever, like, maybe the tune changes, but the tune didn't change, yeah. you know what I mean? They really gave That's a shit awesome. about everybody that was there, and that was super cool to see. So I really came out, like, you know, feeling all warm and fuzzy, as it were, about That's the great. whole thing, which is great. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it would be lame if like we had sponsors that we had to be like, oh god, we got to talk about these guys. But they are they are cool people doing cool things. Yeah, that's they, that's they why had I, no like they did not put us up to having this conversation. Like I did, I did not even know this was where the conversation was going to go when we got into it. Um, dude, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. We're, no, we're glad they're here. Um, 
And I yeah, really like, like don't normally have a good filter, and I haven't mostly slept. So like, there's I got no filter left, bro. If yep. you, you had to cut me <laughs> off, be like, hey, what's this? What? You know what I mean? But like, yeah. it, it was cool, dude. And <laughs> awesome. and uh, same same with RCF, man. I I went down and hung with Tarek for a bit and got to see their killer GTX demo. Uh, that was, uh, you know, that Pooch mixed or whatever. And it was cool to like hear the demo of the PA and then, and then hear the show. And you know, King's Desk was ripping. I don't know if, nice. you know, if you guys know who that is or like them, but they were freaking, they were ripping. But it was just cool to like, you know, kind of get some time with the people that are involved and go, man, they really are not only cool companies but great people too. You know what I mean? And they do, yeah. they give a hoot. You know what I mean? They they care. <clears throat> it was the same thing like when you walk through the RCF booth or whatever it was people that gave a shit that knew what they were talking about trying to help mm -hmm. people you know and i got to go sit through a bunch of speaker demos because you know like meyer had demos dmb had demos mm -hmm. rcf pk you know a bunch of manufacturers were having demos and it was really cool to see like the company's personality in each of their demos does that make sense you know what i mean like not just the speaker itself or the technology itself but like their self the technology itself but you could see how the company thought in the way they demoed stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. So, for example, I'll give you I'll give you an example. All right. So you go to the RCF, the the booth, not the arena demo, but you go to the booth, and they've got speakers lined up. They've got a super like comfortable, clean room. <clears throat> There's kind of a lunch spread in the back. They got coffee. They got soda. They got wine. They just wanted people to be comfortable. And have a snack and a and a glass of wine or a coffee if they want. Listen to some speakers. They had it really well presented where it was like, you know, and we're all nerds here. So I'm, a, you know, like I'll talk a little nerd here. But they, like the lighting fixtures, man. They had the moving heads that would spotlight the different speakers as they were going. It just really had it like well thought out and well done. It wasn't like haphazard or something. You know, it was really well thought out and well done. And, uh, but... But reasonably straightforward. There wasn't like a lot of like, hey, whiz bang, flash, flash. You know what I mean? It was just mm -hmm. real, real straightforward and thought out. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of been my experience with them is like, it just works, man. You know, we bought a bunch of speakers for them at the top of last year and they just freaking work. They sound great and they work. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then I went and saw, <clears throat> excuse me, the PK demo. You know the company PK sound? They make like the line array speakers that move on the rotating. Okay, yeah, 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 the motorized. Like it, it will articulate itself or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I had initially, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I had initially like kind of blown it off as a quirky DJ thing because, you know, the, the those kind of people are the ones that called asking for it or whatever. And uh, so we went and saw the demo and it was cool that they had like projector mapped the entire room, right? They had a little breakout room there that was there and they projector mapped the whole thing and they had, in, they had intentionally installed like dance floor, like a white parquet kind of dance floor that was reflective and no draping of the thing. And it was super, like you walked in, it was a super technical demo, right? It wasn't like vibey and stuff like the RCF demo was. They were like, you know, R RCF <clears throat> was obviously like, hey man, we're cool. We want to hang out and talk to you about speakers. And PK was like, hey man, we are really, really interested in you understanding the technical capabilities of our system. You know what I mean? So it was cool that they did this like projector mapping, and so they put you in a uh, a theater, or you know, as he's as he's talking through the demo, you're in the space that they're describing. So if he's like, "Hey, man, if you got an install going and it's in a theater or whatever," you know, like, not that any of us have ever tried to put loud, ripping rock bands in an old, you know, theater that wasn't meant for it. But should you have to do something like that, I know it's a rare occasion, but should you have to do something <laughs> like that? Here's how this might work, you know? And so you can see, like, they move the louvers and they articulate the array or whatever, and the video followed along with it. So you could see the energy coming off the sides of the room in the in the demo. And I was like, dude, what a cool demonstration. Like, how cool is that? You know what I mean? And uh, and the rig, and the rig sounded great. You know what I mean? I, I was like, oh, man, who knows? Like, what a, what a gimmick or something, you know? And it, it was not. It was a super cool sounding rig. It was totally a... Totally a great sign of PA, but the demo itself was super compelling, right? It was it was cool, and uh, it was it was just interesting to see those kinds of differences in the in the things, you know what I mean? Or uh, that like some of the 
places just took it way further to make sure that it was good for their clients, right? Like RCF did, like PK did, like Alan Heath did. They just made sure that it was great for their clients. You know what I mean? And we don't have any, you know, affiliation with PK yet. Call, call us. We'll, we'll take your money too, but we don't have any affiliation with those guys yet, but they did a great job with their, with their demo. Nice. And then there was a few where you were like, Hey man, I, I'm all, I'm all good for saving some bucks too, but the person that set this up, the, this speaker thing you're supposed to be doing, they have never seen a speaker, let alone set up a speaker. <laughs> and that's not going to really make a good impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I won't call those people out cause that's not, no. that's not cool. Right. But like, there was there was more than one of those where you were like, yo, yo man, like like what's it cost to get a guy that knows what time it or gal right a person that knows what time it is to like come sort this out, like, you know what I mean on 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 the low end five hundred on the top end a thousand bucks maybe for the day to sit, fly in set yeah. this up sort it out and go home like we're we're not talking about a hundred grand right yeah if you sell one fucking speaker it pays for that person's day to come make this ripping right. Yep. I, I just can't for the life of me fathom. You know what I mean? I, I, I had a yeah. conversation with a friend of mine about the same kind of thing. And it was like, dude, you, you don't even have to be a ripping systems tech, but just like a, a competent A1 would just come in and sort this out so that there's no feedback and it doesn't sound like you're talking through a tin can. You know? Oof. I know, dude. I know. And then uh, one of the demos was like, just, just like totally crashed and burned. And again, I won't name any names, but it's, you know, the one that we all know and love that's on every show ever and is the reason there are bailout macros. Uh, had the sales guys working at the PA and there is a award-winning, Grammy-winning, Grammy not even nominated, Grammy-winning household name engineer presenting and the whole thing is in like a... Tin can, half feedback, half pillow situation. Don't really, can't really make sense of what's going on. And then the computer doesn't work and they can't like continue the demo. And I was like, oh no, dude. Oh no. Like this is not a salesperson trying to like give a sales pitch. This is like household name trying to help you sling your wares and you didn't spend the dough to have a dude that know what time oh. it is come sort this out and just hang out for the week. Like, how, you know, I just think like how many, how many products does a company have to sell to pay for that person's rate? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you look at these and go, you, you don't need like the top 1% engineers to do this. You need a, a good engineer that can do it. You don't need like, Oh well, there's only ten household name engineers that we can call to do this. It's like, dude, and anybody in our Discord server could go sort this stuff out to the level of like, yep, it totally sounds good. Yep, these speakers are going to be great. Yep, we're going to sell a lot more speakers because it sounds good. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was astonishing to see the difference between, you know, some manufacturers that absolutely get it and spent the time and the money to make it right, and others that did not. And then that was reflected in the way they presented themselves in the sales pitches too because you know i own a sound company so i had the buyer badge on right and and so everybody was jumping out like hey let me show you my stuff hey let me show you my stuff hey let me show you my stuff you know what i mean uh and it was interesting just to see the different pitches and i I know i've like rambled about that for an hour now but that that was the interesting part for me right because it was not there was not any like groundbreaking gear that i saw that i was like oh my god how are we ever gonna live without this from now on you know what i mean yeah but the uh, the the presentations was the the interesting part. I did get to finally put hands on the the DM three that I had not put hands on. I ordered a bunch and then like because just the form factor is just the form factor is killer. Yeah, uh, and it was cool. It'll do it'll do what we need to do. You know, breakouts and small small stuff. That'll be great. I'm super stoked about the the DM seven when you know we can finally go buy a couple of those. I was going to ask you, uh, did you get your hands on the 7? Yeah, dog. Yeah, right. it, it it's as cool as we had all hoped it was, all you right. know. And uh and I, you know, for better or for worse, I'm I totally I totally dig those those desks cuz they they just work, man. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I'm stoked to get a couple of those for us. I'm stoked to get a couple of the 
uh, I, I didn't foolishly, I, I didn't quite understand, but like I'm, I'm now super stoked to have a couple of Avantis and D live for our shop too. Cause those things are yeah. freaking ripping dude. Nice. Um, and, uh, we have we have officially moving on all of our uh, yellow and black consoles, as it were. Uh, your X's are, are now X, huh? Your X's are now your X's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My all my X's live in X's, and because uh, we went to go get parts, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you need some faders? Cool, no problem. Here's the obscure place to call to get the faders, and here's the thing to do, and then here's the blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I went and looked at the prices, and I was like, "Hey, man." For the amount of faders I need, that's actually more money than a brand new desk. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's that's just how it goes. And I was like, cool, man. Uh, anybody that wants a free console, <laughs> <laughs> pay for shipping and they can have yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, the, that's the thing everybody said. Like, at those price points, they, they're basically disposable, which is sad and terrible for the environment. But Dude, I can't do it. I, it's literally, yeah. the, I got two of them sitting on the shelf because I cannot bear... Eesh. To literally just throw it in a dumpster. You know what yep. I mean? Like most of it works. I just need faders and scribble strips, but I can't get them. And so it's like for a year now, it's literally been sitting, these two consoles have been sitting on a shelf collecting dust where I'm like, okay, someday I will find a good deal on faders and we'll make it work and we can send it to the like, you know, Z, Z stage or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I you, you need faders. You want scribble strips. That, I mean, I got gaff tape, bro. I can make <laughs> I scribble say, strips. I, I'll, we got I, I'm not tape. above that, dude. I, yeah, I've had back LS9s. In my day. Yeah, dude. I had LS9s, and I they had to pry those out of my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> I, I freaking console taped the shit out of it. They looked yeah, like LS9s I had a bandage on by the time I was done. <laughs> yep, giving me some PM3500 flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, totally. H3000s. <laughs> totally. But it was... Uh, it was it was just a fun week, man. It was super cool. Met up nice. with a, a, you know, a bunch of the people that are here. You know, met up with Sean and Evan and uh, Sage, and uh, a couple other people that were, you know, running around. It was it was pretty freaking pretty sweet, dude. You know, nice. And it was cool to like <clears throat> get to meet some people and chat and just you know see where everybody's at, see what they're see what they're up to, what the deal is, you know, and. uh it was it was you know like cool to put faces with the names, yeah. You know, does that make sense? Is, always is. Yep. And uh, so that was that was a lot of fun, man. We had one night where everybody got to uh, to to hang out. You know what I mean? Robert and Hart came out too and and hung for a bit. It was cool to chat with him about like you know mixing the kind of military band thing or whatever. You know, and I was like, oh dude, what a cool you know what a cool gig. And uh, it was just interesting to hear everybody's experience and everybody's experiences are different. And, and as the night went on and we were all chatting and it was cool. Cause like the night before I, I was lucky enough to meet and then, you know, get to have, have a, a bite with Wayne Pauly and pick his brain and, and shoot the breeze with him. And he was just super cool. And then the next night hang out with, you know, Sage and, and Robin, uh, Sean and Evan and some of those guys and pick their brains. And we're all it, it was cool to realize that like we're all on the same journey. We're just at different places in our journey. You know what I mean? We're all yep. doing audio. We're all doing shows. We're all obsessing about how we can do it better and how we can make our shows sound better and make them more efficient and <clears throat> make it better for our clients and our artists. And we're all just at, at different places about it. You know what I mean? And it was cool mm -hmm. to listen to like everybody talking about how they were going to make their, their thing better, you know? And, and nobody was like, Blah blah blah, Eeyore, blah blah blah. Everybody was like super fun, positive, and just super stoked to do better for their clients. And that was rad, man. That was super uplifting at the end of the night to walk away and go, What a cool group of people we got hanging out here, man. Like, what a cool thing that, you know, was built for us that you and I are are trying to help carry on the best we can and not mess it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's this this podcast and the extended community around it like lives and dies on that community and yeah, I mean, I, I wish people would quit yelling at me, but because I got right. I got thin skin, dude. I'm I'm crying a lot. It's part of your, that, it's part of your charm. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. Um, but but it was it was just yeah. a really good experience overall. You know what I mean? It was just That's it was awesome. incredible to like meet a bunch bunch of people and just just have a great time. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to circle back to the thing you were saying about booths and demos. I wanted to say this there, but then we got off on a tangent. Is that like Sorry, that? No, no, no. That, I, that's what we do. 
<laughs> it's, it's part of our charm. Um, but the, the thing you were saying about how, like, basically the level of give a shit is, like, that's not just in demos, too. Like, that's the thing we have to remember to bring to, like, every show we do, too. Like, you're going to do, you know, a show for, like, you know, 20 people listening to, like, you know, a high school band, or you're going to do a show for an arena full of people listening to, like, a top-tier rock band. And, like, for somebody in that audience and somebody on that stage, that is the most important show of their life, no matter what it is. And, like, totally. bringing that level of give a shit, you know, across the board it matters. And and totally. I think it's sometimes helpful to see how that applies in, like, other fields or other areas of the field and, and recognize it there and recognize what you can take back to shows, even if it's not a thing you learned that seems directly applicable to shows. So, I think mean, that's a cool observation you brought back from that. Yeah, man, totally. And and like, you know, some that have come before us, as it were, have said, like, you can't teach give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And it's cool that basically everybody here gives a shit. It's, it was rad, man. Yep. That's the, the that's our, our, our blessing and our curse is, is the level of give a shit a lot of us have. Totally, dude. It's, totally. Uh, so sometimes we're uh, clinically unable to not give a shit, even when it, when it would be mentally healthier not to sometimes, or to give slightly less. Bro, it would be but, so much clinically healthier to be the UPS man, dude. Like, holy shit! I, I've met some UPS, some UPS folks who give give a ton of shit. <laughs> I've also I wasn't met saying they didn't give a shit. I just now. mean it's like it's a simpler situation, right? Like oh, less stressful. Man. Yep. Now, we used to at the, one of the shops I used to work at. We were real friendly with our UPS driver, <laughs> and he used to. Even if he didn't have packages for us, he would drive by the warehouse, and if he saw the warehouse roll-up door open, we would just hear like a gear grind as he goes past. And that, was, <laughs> that was Mike saying hello. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he'd come in and like when when he had ten minutes to spare, like we'd mutually bitch about our, our respective bosses. There you go. Nice. Batter. Oh man. See, I'm, I could easily get off on like all sorts of tangents about UPS folks. <laughs> there you go. I mean, so that's the guys at my shop right now just bitching at our UPS guy about me. Just like that Pro- son probably. Of a bitch. <laughs> uh, we had, we had one. There was a shop I worked at that the guy was kind of a bit of a blowhard and like didn't know when to pick his battles and had like one of those like you know you pay extra for the UPS like you know nine am or earlier delivery. Yeah, yeah. And it was COD, and he did not have the C ready OD. <laughs> so Copy. the driver it was this sweetheart of a lady. It was like all right, I'll come back. I got to get the other red labels out. And he's like, no, I paid for red label and I pay your fucking check and blah, blah, blah. You wait for the check. And she was like, I'll be back. I got to go deliver the other ones I have to get delivered before nine. You weren't ready. Have the check ready when I come back. Totally. And that was the last day she ever delivered to us. We shared the building with another company. She still delivered to the other company in the building. They legit went and found their biggest, scariest looking Hulk of a driver and the only delivery in our neighborhood he made was to us from then on. Oh, brutal. Don't be a it dick, was, dicks. Yep, yep, yep. Sometimes yep. you got to learn a lesson the hard way. Dude. <laughs> um, all right, any other, I mean, any other cool new toy? It, it seemed like the, like this was the, the NAM of, like, VST plug-in hardware hosts. It, it was, yeah. Um, like Waves has a new thing, right? For your, like, I saw it AES, but that was like NAM was kind of its big full on coming out. Yeah, they do. I, I got to admit, I don't really mess with those, so I didn't check them out super deeply. I'm sorry all that I, w- I wish I had a better, you know, I wish I was a better mixer, dude, but yeah. I, I <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't get into it like that. So I didn't check them out. I mean, I saw them, obviously. Uh, and uh, what I can say is that. One of those things was involved in one of the stories I was telling earlier. Understood. Uh, <laughs> and I, they I, really I, wish I, there I, was I, a macro. <laughs> See, the thing is, once you, mention, once you mention macros, it could actually be either of them. So I feel like we've sufficiently butt covered here. <laughs> that could apply to either one. Uh, <laughs> nothing to see, enough, nothing dude. to hear. Fair <laughs> um, enough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think if I heard about anything else cool there uh, that I wanted to ask you about. Um, no, so you you didn't unlock the secret to making your snare not sound like shit. Um, I mean, I unlocked that secret years ago. I have CLA's sample from all his records, <laughs> and I just put it on my fucking records. <laughs> when I went to mix with the masters, he left it on my session, and I was like, "Yoink!" Well, that's mine now. And all of a sudden, my snare doesn't sound like shit anymore. 
I'm still trying to remember which mixer it is. He uses like the rifle shot as this as like one layer of the snare sample. And I, I don't I remember. Can't, it's it's somebody who it's one of the mixers who mixed some of the Jane's Addiction stuff, I think, but I can't remember who. Oh, cool. Uh, speaking of CLA, I was at the SSL booth getting my nerd on on the on that L six hundred, and again, the gal that was helping me was super knowledgeable, super kind, and was like, "Hey, dude." Here's my cell phone number. If you've got questions or whatever, like call me and I can awesome. sort it out. And I was like, see, now there's somebody I want to give my money to. Like, if I got a problem with your, you know, 100, 200, whatever the fuck a thousand dollar console this thing is, I got a person to call and be like, hey, man, uh, I am not as smart as I thought I was. And I need somebody smarter than me to help me out. And they're there to help you out. That would be cool, right? Yeah. But while I was at the booth, uh, Chris was there uh, hanging with their origin console, you know, talking about that. And so I, Sat down. I was like, "All right, man, tell me about this desk." Because you're the only one here in this booth not trying to sell me a console. Like, <laughs> what's up with this desk? You know. Yeah. And he was stoked on it. He was like, "Oh, dude, it does this and does that." And I was like, "Hey, man, as a fellow SSL user, like I came up in a studio on a 4064 G plus making records, and so like I'm like the last generation of spoiled bitch guys that like <laughs> can't figure out how to mix in Pro Tools. You know what I mean? I still have to have a desk, or I can't sort my life out. And uh, he was like, "Oh, dude." It totally does the bend thing that you used to. Like, it's totally cool. And I was like, ah, yes, I can finally sell the Matrix that's in our freaking one one control room and put this in so it, like, you know, does the thing. Because, you know, like, the other ones, they're, like, super analog guys are super clean and super hi-fi. And I'm just not that good of a mixer. I'm not that <laughs> precise, bro. You know what I mean? Like, those are for guys that are super precise and are like, oh, I'm going to do this and that and then this and this is in his place and that's in his place. And I'm more like painting with a, br- a sprayer rather than a fine tooth brush. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm more like, and we're gonna, this is going to rock and that's going to slam and this is going to rip and that's going to be cool. So and I need Sean, it to be a little, the Banksy of sound mixers? Yeah, right? Totally. <laughs> it just needs to be a little squishier. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's got to be like a little more, little more bendy and not quite so rigid. And so I'm stoked that it is so I can, nice. you know, get that going in one of our rooms, which would be sweet. But, because I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if yeah. I've you know yapped about it or not, but I I also got a recording studio, which is which is pretty fun. Because uh, I can't let it go, dude. Yeah, it doesn't make any money. It's not a good business. I'm looking at it on the P and L, going, "This is a fucking disaster." Of course, we'll spend fifty grand on another console for this disaster. I mean, come tax time, I'm sure your accountant loves you <laughs> having that 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 on the L side of the scale. <laughs> no, come tax time, my accountant's like, "Dude, are you lighting it on fire? What is wrong with you?" <laughs> What'd you get cold one night and just make a fire? Fuck you, bro. You're supposed to keep it. Woof. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, I've like I've only played with like a weird corner of the SSL because I haven't I haven't I don't spend much time in studios uh, other than like broadcast stuff occasionally. Sure. And I haven't used the SSL lives, but I've used like the system T like broadcast consoles a bit at one of sure. my corporate clients. Um yeah, and they're it's they're their own thing, but like, yeah, they're they're like Nice to work on. Like they sound great. I've I've only ever mixed one show on them, and I've mixed one show on it, and heard somebody else mix another show on that platform, and I I heard it long before I got to mix it, <clears throat> and it was um, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss at the Gorge. All right. and it was a big, super well tuned J rig, and I have never in my life heard a show with that much depth and impact without sounding like it was slamming. You mean, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a yeah. slamming rock show, right? But it was just incredible. It was freaking perfect. And I don't remember who the mixer was. I'm sorry, but I was I was there mixing a different stage. And I literally just had to go to the guy and be like, yo, man, how? Like, how? <laughs> That's It like defies laws and shit, bro. And he was like, he's like, man, I, I would love to say that I was, you know, that good or had some kind of trick, but it's this desk, dude. It, it's unreal. I was on another platform before, and and I would I was in the same situation when I went to this platform, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got to mix one show at a local club here. Who's got they've got a pair and a, and a cool V rig. It's funny that they were both paired with with the MVPAs. And I just remember bringing up the faders before I really got into it. And I was like, that's where we're starting, huh? I like it, you know. Yeah. But they're but as a sound company owner, it's tricky, right? It's a tricky balance of like engineer and and business owner, where like. The nerd engineer in me is like, well, why wouldn't you? It sounds awesome. But the business owner is like, well, nobody is going to call me for that. 
Like yeah, nobody's I mean, going to be like, how many zeros am I throwing after this? Yeah, how many zeros am I throwing after this? Because I want to use it. And I do. I want to use it. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, and it's laid out in a fashion that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like each of these desks is personal. And I don't mean like it's calling you names. I mean like there's a workflow that works for everybody that makes sense in their mind about, you know what I mean? Some people are yeah. Yana Heath people. Some people are Yamaha people or Avid or Digico or whatever, you know? And uh, while I spend a ton of time on Yamaha, so that all makes that all makes sense. Like going through this SSL, I was like, "Yo, man, this is this is speaking my language." Like I'm just used to the old recording language it talks, and so it it was instantly familiar and easy. And the way you drug tiles around and stuff, it was just it was cool. Nice. So that that was pretty sweet. But uh, the other part was like what we had said, kind of ad nauseum at this point was like. It, w- it felt well-made. It was a well-made desk, and then everybody knew what they were doing. So I was like, oh, man, I would love to give you my money. The only problem is I don't have that money, and if <laughs> I did have that money, I don't know that I can spend it on that because nobody is going to call me for it as a sound company. Yeah. Right? They're going to want Digico or Avid or Alan Heath or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Not once in my career has somebody called and said, hey, man, you got that SSL? You know? And that's not a slight on SSL at all. That's just no. like... As a business owner, I have to make different choices than as an engineer, yep. and those two things are at odds. Is really what that long ass winded story was. Yeah, no. So much of what we do is is finding the right tension and the right center point between those two those two sides of of anything. Totally, dude. Totally. Um, um, but it was overall a super fun week and a bunch of cool stuff, and I learned a bunch that I didn't even know I needed to learn. And I am not sure how much I can divulge, but like I figured out who makes the wire. I figured out who makes the split snakes and the mm-hmm. and the power packs for the Amprac distros and stuff for the people that we end up buying them from so I can skip yeah. like nine fucking middlemen when I have to go buy the stuff now, gotcha. which is gonna be Huge, because even yeah. dealer cost on the name brand is gonna is like twice what the other one is. So yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to be able to like right. level up my snake package. As a matter of fact, anybody wants to buy some W two, uh, hit me up. I got some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. I'm not. And, I'm, and if you I'm snap kidding. pins, Sean will return them for you for the next year for free. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> when you snap pins, I'll return. It. I, let's be honest, I'm not returning anything. My buddy Garrett. The, my my right hand man Garrett is going to be doing that because I gotta say there, he, there's he, like there were some yeah, other not, brands of malt that like we would return in the shop when I when I when I worked in shops but like Worland it was like just just send it to them it's it's easier yeah dude I, I'm I'm blessed that I've got a great team and that I can you know I can just go be a doofus and have fun and I got some freaking rippers that support my ding dongness and they're like okay dude. <laughs> Let me show you how you really have to go do this to be successful and not crash and burn, and they can go fix the things and you know just let me have fun and goof around and you know it, it's it's awesome. I'm I'm blessed, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to shout like I know you mentioned like the SSL folks, like you know, and that's I would say like all those major companies. Like I I don't know about you, like I know it's relatively easy to find once you've established yourself in this business. Like somebody at Yamaha, I got somebody at Digico. Couple totally. folks on like the broadcast side of SSL, um, Alan and Heath, you know, call Jeff or whoever else, um, and I, they all do yep. a really great job of like making sure they have folks who are smart and available. Yeah, like totally, any of those four dude. companies. Like I know, like even if I'm dropped in front of a console, I don't know. Like I know there's a phone a friend, you know, who who will help out. Absolutely, dude. And those are the companies I want to spend my money with as a small sound company. You know what I mean? Because like. Yeah, the big companies in the world, the Claire's and the Solotex and stuff, like they've got a ton of people to call internally. Like they already know a lot. You know what I mean? They got a lot of people that know a lot of stuff that are really good at what they do, and so they got a lot of people to call. I don't have a lot of people to call, so to have people to call really is super helpful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't have thousands of employees worldwide to be like, oh yeah, man, this guy's the Avid expert. Or, oh, this guy's the SSL expert or whatever. You know what I mean? I got to call Avid or SSL and be like, hi, uh. I got two desks. I don't have 500 desks. Like, I didn't make a 500 desk Claire order. You know what I mean? I got to get two desks and I need some help. And to have them go, yeah, man, no problem. How can I help you? Is so awesome compared to like uh, a, a different manufacturer I was I was with before was like, yeah, we, yeah I, I sent an email. 
You know what I mean? You're like, I don't have yeah. time for an email. I need to sort it out right now. You know what I mean? So it, it was cool for me, man, to to go make a bunch of those relationships and, and uh, you know, just be able to do better. Because I, I give a shit. You know what I mean? Like like the rest yeah. of us here on our, on our community, whether that's Discord or Facebook or whatever, but like, I give a shit. And so to be able to do better at giving a shit is going to be cool in 2024. So I'm, I'm stoked for it. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's and, my long-winded and, NAM wrap-up. Ah, you know. I mean, it's still, it's, it's, it's one of our tightest episodes <laughs> for lately, but again, grading on a curve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are all right. going to learn to love us. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Or uh, they're just going to freaking can us and be over. They're like, I, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. The, the Statler and Waldorf of, of pro audio. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we're going to put up a poll in the Discord, which one of us is which. <laughs> uh, don't do it, dude. Why would yeah, you no, do that? I to feel us? like I'm more Rizzo the rat if I'm a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> like the lamp, not the rat. Like the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> I'm gonna say, actually, I'm probably a mix of like Fozzie and Rizzo. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Um, Too funny. No, but it, yeah, it's good to catch up. How now we, that you're back. Oh, I was gonna say, how was your Iceland? Speaking of catching up, how was your Iceland oh, trip? Oh yeah, no, Didn't Iceland you just fly like, yeah. out to like Ice Paradise? Yeah, we went to Iceland, which this time of year was mostly icy, because that's the whole thing, is like in the brilliant PR moves on both their parts, Iceland is usually the green one, and Greenland is the icier one. Nice, so they nailed keeps, it. Yeah, yeah. But no, Iceland was awesome, Like, and it is it is a weird time of year to be there, because it sunrise is like 10.30 in the morning, sunset is mm-hmm. about 4 p.m. in the afternoon at the latest, and it like, hmm. so it's like, you're walking out at like 9 a.m. like getting coffee and it's still like it it feels like it's you know before the crack of dawn which is wild um i mean that's a country on my hours bro i think i'm just gonna i should just be there like right i mean like i feel feel like living there eventually the lack of daily it would get depressing but like it's a good time of year to go and try and see the northern lights yeah yeah just uh slightly less rain and and slightly more fermented food and you got more northern lights. So like, we got none of that. It's just cloudy here. Yeah. So that was the like we we built this tour around uh a uh, sail to try and see the northern lights and Killer. it's like the 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 or the tour the package was like basically 3 days and you could extend it and we extended it a few um and which was a good thing we did cuz the first night we were there we got canceled cuz of cloud cover. Second night they canceled the boat ride, I think because of cloud again. The third night it was clear, but like the forecast for Aurora activity was like jack. So they were like we're canceling again. And the last day they were like, Nope, nope, it's it's going tonight or sailing. And we're looking at the forecast like, oh man, it 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 doesn't look like it's gonna be great, but worst case we get a nice sail out of it, I guess. And it <laughs> but the lights came out, they were awesome. Like some of it you could see with the naked eye, some of it with the camera. Like I still gotta find time to go through the photos I took on my real camera, but like even the iPhone does an amazing job at the northern. Like it's I'm whatever voodoo magic stabilizing and shit they're doing in the iPhone Pro. Like it was Man, pretty wild. I like I just can't, dude. I I can't I can't sort it out. Like I see incredible pictures that were shot on an iPhone, and I just go how how? And they're like I just push the button, and I was like. You know, man, I've had an iPhone for a lot of years and a lot of different models, and when I push the button, they do not look like that. They come out looking all fuzzy. You know what I mean? Like, they just got to focus it. I'm pretty sure that the focus thing does its focus. Yeah, and I definitely want to go back because, like, the photographer in me wants to, like, shoot the Northern Lights from land because, like, the shooting from a boat was, like, I've got some photos that'll be cool, but, like, it's you're cropping out the coastline and you're just going to get the Northern Lights because the coastline's still a little blurry, but the Northern Lights... Looks smeary already, so a little more smeary. He's like, yeah, you can't tell. I got you. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I got some other cool foot. Like, you know, there's, it's it's warm enough that, uh, relatively speaking, that like there's still waterfalls flowing in the parks. So like you're cool. looking at like all this like ice and then like waterfall cutting through the ice kind of thing. It's a wild place. It's like one of those places you can go and like you can see a chunk of the country in three or four days. Or you can spend like a week and a half or two and like it, not this time of year, but like when it's a little warmer and like all the roads are open, drive like the entire perimeter of the country. It's like I think 17 to 20 hours of driving. So like spread it over a week in, you know, an RV or whatever. And we're Dude, killer. We're talking about doing that, although I've legit never been camping even in a tent. So there might have to be a trial run or two before I can commit to like, yeah, let's go do an RV for two weeks around Iceland. But that, that might like be in the R- future. 
I feel like an RV you could sort out, but a tent would be a little rough. Like an RV is just like a, if you get a nice one, it's you know a little portable little hotel room, dude. You just gotta you know mind mind a few p's and q's and you're, and you're good to go. Like I, I think yeah, you'd be able well, to sort it I out. figure if I can do like a night or two in a tent, then I can probably do a week or two in an RV. For sure. Yeah. So for we'll see. Sure. I mean, there's there's places to check off the vacation list that I haven't been to, but going back there for a longer time and seeing some of the more outer parts of the country is definitely on the list now. Dude, that's cool. How long is that flight from where you are? It's like five or six hours. It's it's real because you're going like straight up from New York. Oh, that's a long way. It, it it is, but it's like it's it's about the same distance as like me to California would be. Sure, totally. Um, I gotcha. So it's it's not too bad. Like I mean, I've like Hawaii's further by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's what's wild is it's like actually like a couple hours from London. So as it turned out, I I missed by minutes a sound designer engineer friend of mine from London. Because there, it's like an hour and a half, two hour flight for them, and I think he and I think his girlfriend had like hopped a flight over for like three days to like try and see the Northern Lights, and they literally, I posted about this restaurant we had an awesome dinner in, and on Facebook he's like, I just walked past there like half an hour ago, and I'm like, I just dude. walked out of there half an hour ago, like we probably walked right past each other. Oh, dude, that's awesome. But yeah, and so we tried. Did you we, end up meeting up or no? No, we we tried to, but like it was the one that we had one day off and rented a rented a car or like a jeep and like went off to do a bit of because we had done. There's the uh, the Golden Circle is the circle of like these three sites that are very important to Icelandic history. Um, like there's a waterfall. There's like this cool. like gorge in like National Park, which is where they had the first um, national. Um, like basically legislative body um, oh, cool. in like, you know, hundreds of thousands or, or not thousands of years ago. Um, and we did that initially on a tour bus that came with the package where it was like, cool, we're going to the park. Be back on the bus in 35 minutes. It's like this, this is a park that takes like hours to see like right, 35 totally. minutes. So we ended up renting a Jeep and going back and like doing a bit of that and spending more. And so it's basically that park, a waterfall and, the Geyser, which is called Geyser, if you want to know how like OG this Geyser is, it is just called nice. Geyser. Um, it, it is a, literally the OG Geyser, I believe so. And uh, that's the one. All yeah, others and, are after that. Yeah, and uh, and and it's like there's an area, they've got like a there's like five or six Geysers of varying strength and varying uh, antiquity and dormancy in this one area, but they're all collected together. And like I, I posted a slow mo, you know, high speed photo video of. One of the of like the biggest of the current geysers there erupting uh, uh, in the Discord. So if folks want to check that out in the Parks and Recreation channel. I posted that the other week when I was there. Oh, I got to go uh, check that out. That's sweet. I bet that was super cool to see in yeah, person. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And like it goes off like every five or six minutes. So you just stand there and you're watching and just you start to see bubbling. And you're like, oh, it's going, it's going, it's going. And then it blows up and water spouts out of the earth. And it's like, this is a crazy planet we live on. Yeah, dude. How cool. What a fun yeah. experience that must have been. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Highly recommend. Um, if folks want to go and see the Aurora, apparently this fall is the the sun goes on an 11-year cycle where it flips its magnetic poles. And the height of that cycle, which means the most like vivid and intense and like frequent Aurora activity is coming up. They're saying, like I think it's like this October or November. So if folks are looking for a cool vacation this fall and Group don't mind trip. bundling up. Group right? trip. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, Let's cool. do it, group trip. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess that's our vacation roundup. You had Nam, I had Iceland. Um, totally. Totally. One of them was one of them was was productive for work. One of them was productive for relaxation, which makes it productive for work. So it's really Fair you, can, enough. you should write it off. You should write it off. Yeah, I think that's something yeah. I'll, I'll talk to my accountant. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> speaking of which, I, I don't know when we're gonna when we're gonna get him on the show. I'm working on lining up schedules, but my old accountant who specializes in entertainment, just retired, and I finally was able to get in touch with him at his new email address, and he's down to come on and talk taxes and talk incorporating and different corporate structures and stuff with us. So, Dude, I would love at, that. That would be great. And I'm yeah. sure other people would think that was cool. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask him. I'm just going to tell him. They'll, they'll think that's cool too, dude. Yeah, no, at, at, some, at some point in the near future, as soon as I can, I can get it sorted out with his schedule, we're going to have him on and, and do that. Killer. And meanwhile, I'm going to go suffer through my own taxes with my new accountant. Nice. Well, but, uh, you have fun with that, and uh, we're basically at an hour, so let's call that the pod, bro. Right on. So, yeah, once again, it's been another episode of Signal to Noise. Uh, I'm Andy Levis. That was Sean Walker. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, RCF and Alan and Heath. 
And uh, I think I managed to make it all the way through the episode and not say right on until the end. So uh, Right on, dude! <laughs> somebody pointed out the other week that right on and totally are like, if we ever did a drinking game with either of those, it would be just, we'd be liable for some deaths. <laughs> totally right on, dude. So, um, <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you later. Uh,